Okay, because I'm. I wanted to ask you, yeah, like, what's uh, what's your private life? What's your that we don't see? Sorry, black star that we don't see. <gasps> <laughs> She did. <laughs> Can we cut that, please? Hello and welcome to Word Up Podcast. I'm Evie. And I'm Webster. And today we are in Rotterdam with Blackstar. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day, madam. How's it going? Pretty well. Yeah, thank you. Hello, and um, we're very excited to be in Rotterdam. Yeah. All it's the a, way. It's a good place to be. Yeah. It's super cold. Um, not usually. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's my yeah. Yeah, it just happens to be the other day. No, but what I mean, like, like uh, to me, I mean, I've only lived there for, I'm going to say, five years now. I mm. uh, used to live in Amsterdam for 10 and then a little further up north and in, in the country. Um, and I've really come to appreciate Rotterdam. There's something of a, I don't know, like a creative energy mm. that I, I haven't found anywhere else. Right. Personally. So speaking of creative, yes. how would you introduce yourself? Um, I would introduce myself as a rapper going rogue. <laughs> so uh, no, I, I, I have a background in music. Um, and basically my thing is that every time I figured out how to do something for myself, I've tried to unlock that uh, for like-minded people. So when I figured out how to release my own album, mm. I turned around and helped like four or five other acts hip-hop acts to do the same thing so that became a label right <laughs> when i figured out how to uh interest audiences let's say non-hip-hop audience for the lyricism in hip-hop uh i turned around and unlocked that uh for like-minded artists mm. and that became spoken which is the spoken word platform right um when i figured out uh what the differences are between um setting up a a creative business, like an, uh, uh, setting up a business from the perspective of an artist mm -hmm. or a creator versus a, a more uh, traditional approach to business. Um, I turned around and, you know, tried to unlock that and that became Brainworks Academy, which is like a business school for artists or for creators. Right. So that's kind of my thing. I just keep unlocking things that I myself have struggled with. Yeah. But then you've been in the in the business for a while now. Mm -hmm. You started as a rapper, right? Yeah. You could say that. You could say. Do you say? What <laughs> <laughs> do you say? To me, like uh, hip hop, hip hop unlocked me. I'd say. Right. You know, I I, I grew up in the countryside. Um, we were like the only black family in a 50-kilometer radius. <laughs> um, Uh, so hip hop found me <laughs> in okay. the middle of those uh, pastures, and um, from there I just you know you like like I said it just kind of unlocked this this um, curiosity, right? Um, but also something of like an entrepreneurial spirit. I really wanted to figure out, like I said, I wanted to release my own album. Um, I read one book, oh. which was. <laughs> The book was titled All You Need to Know About Music Business. Right. So I figured once I read that, I knew everything there was to know about <laughs> music course. business. Because that's what the title <laughs> said. Yeah. Um, so then I just launched my own album and released the album. Uh, sorry, launched my own label and released the album. Yeah. 
um so yeah and then from there you know everything kind of grew organically into well, what it is now okay would you say you had a natural knack for teaching people which is what you've been doing or more for the business side of things and how did they sort of come together yeah um excellent question now um i'd say that to me and i mean from my perspective all business hinges on the difference in uh knowledge difference yeah the difference in knowledge uh between two parties um if i know more about something than you do then i can provide you with the value uh, that either shortens your research time or um you know makes it easier for you to access something so there with uh we create the situation which um i think is necessary for value to exchange and for value exchange you get business so to me business and teaching are very much in sync however we have kind of constructed this whole paradigm around teaching being something that's you know necessary but not um very economically valuable um whereas you know it literally shapes lives mm-hmm. versus um anything we do that has a direct application to uh, make money with and that we value uh, usually we usually value more um so to me the juxtaposition of um teaching versus business is not necessarily one that really exists i really see it as one thing that we do um which is a uh prerequisite for a business to even exist hmm. so exchanging knowledge is the prerequisite for business to exist and i think in our family and even like uh, um ancestral uh our ancestral hi- history um uh, it turns out that we've had a lot of teachers uh in our family and my brother did this whole journey uh and uh researched our family tree and it turns out that there are some relevant teachers there i mean relevant from serenity's perspective mm-hmm. um and so there's like this lineage that kind of go through the entire family so i think it's always been a part of us and traditionally speaking i mean um let's say you know going back all the way to africa i think the oral tradition of transferring knowledge mm-hmm. has always been there yeah i mean music and knowledge in that perspective are very linked as well so uh, i think to me they kind of feel the same they're just different mm, applications right of the same principle mm. and i'm just curious because you are talking about moving from hip hop to spoken to teaching now essentially is that where you're going to stay is this a niche that you're passionate about enough to stay or are you looking into something else no it's definitely um Let's say the reason I started this is cuz I didn't find uh any institution that could help me when I was mm. uh, really looking for the information like actively looking for information. Right. Um I didn't find it and I have this uh my creed is uh every problem is a business and if you can't find the business is probably yours. <laughs> so that's you know I kind of yeah. uh just took it took it upon myself to try and create something that uh could actually facilitate creators right uh in terms of 
how, where to get the business information from and whatnot. Um, so to me, that's something that I build. But then at some point, as with any creation, uh, you kind of let go of what it is that you think you created. Right. And then let it kind of become whatever people need it to be. Mm. So uh, I, I'm very much an instigator. Like, I, I can get shit started. Okay. Excuse my French. <laughs> um, uh, and then from there on out, it's, you know, people will come and... Um, use it for whatever they feel uh, delivers the most value to them. Mm. And that's when you have to let go in order uh, for it to, I think, reach max maximum potential. Right. Um, so, yes, it's something that I have done, but it's not something that I'll be busy with for the remainder of my life. So that's still a mystery. <laughs> no, because other people will come in and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to manage a company. I know how to, like, start okay. something and, like, uh, explore what the values are that could be the prerequisite, as we just said, um, for the business. But I don't see myself as somebody who uh, manages several companies. I just happen to have some good ideas and attract the right people right. and you know they then grow, grow into whatever they grow into okay uh, and i'll just do my own creative thing and probably run into other problems <laughs> that um i could then hopefully uh help solve right so you are really good with people and people skills and <laughs> yeah, <I> recognizing <laughs> the talent right <laughs> I, th I think uh that would you, you'd get different answers depending on who you ask <laughs> um no, I do, I do recognize potential in people, mm. but there's a pitfall to that, obviously. As they say, don't fall in love with potential, Ooh. you know? So, <laughs> um, but I do recognize potential. I, I, I see potential solutions. And the thing is, there's a beautiful line from, uh, if you're talking about spoken word, um, uh, uh, Black Ice, Lamar Manson, mm. who said in one poem, Earth is not my favorite place. I don't visit often or something like that, <laughs> which is very much applicable to me because I, I envision a future and I spend more time there right. than necessarily here today, which, again, can also be a pitfall, but it helps to navigate mm. um, the distance between now and then right. if you catch my drift. Yeah. So that helps me to help people. Uh, and some of the people that I coach or like I'm a mentor to uh, would say that I always know what they'll do <laughs> before they know it because I kind of see like a there's a logic to situations that they find themselves in and like there's a pattern. And so, you know, you just extrapolate that and then you kind of feel like, well, you're now doing this, but it looks like we're heading this way. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like to do. I really like to, nice. you know, coach, help. So you're spending so much time in the future. What scares you about the future? Uh, funny you should ask. Um, I think I only had past tense. One fear about the future, and that is uh, to be successful and lonely. Okay. That's interesting. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Because I think much of a man's life and yes i just throw in gender there but it's probably applicable to a lot of female and anybody who doesn't identify as either one 
and <laughs> cover all the bases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the purpose, you mm. know, figuring out which purpose is. Like, um, how do you deliver as much value as you can to your surroundings? Um, and then if it, if you're blessed enough to get to a point where you can actually reach a lot of people and make a, a significant impact, then chances are that will absorb your life, as I've seen happen with mm. many people that I know, uh, up close and personal. Um, so then uh, to find a significant other or love or just a group of people that you really feel mm-hmm. uh, is your family, like in the truest sense of the word, um, I think it could be quite a challenge. Right. So I think my fear uh, for my future used to be, uh, I like to think that I, I've overcome the fear, um, used to be to be successful and lonely. Not even but lonely, it's like and lonely. Oh. So but how do you, sorry. No, you go. <laughs> how do you balance the two then? You know, finding passion in what you do and trying to build amazing things and at the same time trying to, you know, not be lonely. Um, balance is typically one of the bigger challenges. Um, I think that's really something that you have to learn. It's the only one way to learn is just to go through it and embrace that which you fear the most so if you embrace your loneliness then you'll find a place where you feel at ease and then when you once you feel at ease uh, lo and behold there are people around you that kind of uh, fill the space so you don't feel the loneliness but you are alone and then it will attract mm. the right people which you know kind of like doubles up on uh, you don't basically not feeling lonely like being very far removed from feeling lonely mm-hmm. because you have this this connectivity with people that you just know you're on the same frequency you understand um life similarly maybe not the same but similarly um and you're able to grow together and um yeah so i'm not i'm not sure there's a how to that mm-hmm. to me at least it in my experience it was really a process right um but i'm happy to say that i've i'm very much at peace with um that part of my life like nice. finding that balance and the anxieties that come with sort of building and you know potentially doing something that's never been done before which i'm sure you've you know done when you're up and coming in your career mm-hmm. you know you have all these amazing dreams how did you manage that how did you navigate the uncertainty of not knowing whether you were gonna become you know, hip-hop artist or mm-hmm. whatever hmm um to me it was <laughs> i'd say i'd lie if I were to say that, yeah, I had this plan, um, then I did this, and then I, you know, I had these and these steps that I had designed to get there, like, nah, none of that happened. Um, I just really decided to do one thing, and then just basically started doing it. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I did, to me, it was, in my case, it was kind of a, like, I'd say too extreme for most people because I really 
just decided to go head first and ignore everything else. Um, so I learned exponentially fast because obviously you're going to make mistakes and those mistakes um, are, that's the value of doing it. Yeah. And then, you know, you've basically for your next step, okay, next time I'm not going to do this again. Yeah. But it also enabled me to help other people to navigate uh, their, what we call creative revolution, right? The emancipation of your creative self. Um, so it's just doing it. And I think that has worked very well for me. Um, not because it was easy or not because, uh, you know, I'm like, I became an overnight success or whatever people deem to be the definition of success. Um, but I've learned so much and I'm so confident uh, in the process, the creative process and um, the, let's say, real world commercial process of it that I literally don't have a fear in the world at this point. And I think for many people that start out doing whatever is new, so the first step out of the comfort zone, is usually a you know, huge thing, you know, especially if you have like, like kids and you have your mortgage and, you know, there's so many things that you want to be secure about. And then stepping outside of your comfort zone usually involves insecurity also in that respect, or financial respect. So uh, for me, it was really just to start doing it and then kind of figure out along the way where it would get me. But I, I had this, my blessing was that I've never not known what the next step was. So I've never, even like in the harshest of harshest <laughs> circumstances, I've always known that this is a circumstance. So whatever comes next will come next. That really is a blessing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, um, you know, like I could have, I could have just tried up and be this sad, dark character, um, you know, laying in the corner in, in fetal position, <laughs> uh, waiting uh, what life was going to unleash on me next. Uh, but uh, that didn't happen because I was, I think also in a way, protected in, 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 in a sense because I have done things that in retrospect seem so far from logical that uh, the only way to explain it is by some kind of divine intervention. Okay. Like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a high school dropout with its own school. That's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> like it's just weird. It's basically like a punchline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and is that um, an advice that you would give your younger self or like to just roll with the punches? I'd say that, um, yeah, with a little bit more, um, I'd say a little bit more hedging mm. um, because I really went all out. So there was no safety nowhere. <laughs> and um, if I would go back in time and take those steps again or advise my younger self, uh, then I'd say do it, but make sure there's something in there that has, uh, that can basically, um, it's kind of like a safety net. Right. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean money, it could also be means, network, or whatever, but something uh, there that uh, keeps you from uh, making it too hard on yourself. Right. Because, you know, there are definitely times that I thought, okay, this is pretty impossible 
um, uh, and it just takes so much energy and you know um, strength. Uh, I mean, uh, physical, mental, energetic. Uh, to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and right, yeah. continue, whereas it doesn't have to be that hard. Right. It could be easier if you know a little bit more yeah. modesty, I'd say. <laughs> and how much do you think um, of where you are right now is luck, and how much is persistence? Um, um, to me, it doesn't feel as though those are mutual exclusive concepts mm-hmm. um, I think persistence comes with a little bit of luck or luck comes with a little bit of persistence I've no idea how it really works but um, I think that to be committed fully committed to a certain outcome mm-hmm. will at some point in time uh, get you the result that you want or maybe not exactly that result right. but then at least a measure of that result Um, so I think persistence is definitely uh, a prerequisite to get lucky. Right. Um, but I'm not sure that it's a either or type uh, proposition. Right. Personally, do you think that? Do you think it's either luck or persistence? I don't know. There's this term in Jewish religion where they say uh, it's neither or, but it's where luck meets the serendipity. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do believe it's serendipity. So. Yeah, beautiful movie, by the way. Very sobby. Very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hear that you have something prepared for us for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's something that I wrote a long time ago. I'm, I'm working on this project called Sapiosexual. Right. Um, a sapiosexual is somebody who feels uh, sexually attracted to somebody else's intelligence. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, since we broached the topic of loneliness, okay. um, <laughs> I figured uh, this kind of deals with that. And, yeah, I think it might fit. Nice. Let's hear it. Sex in him, she was fully aware, was a slippery slope. The way the word slid off, slid off the tongue she just removed the clitoris from. Simple as that damn man was as good as her baby daddy. She knew and felt awkward. Like the silence. Only disrespected by his heavy breathing. Why then? As the morning after became more of an afternoon, he had given her his last head and headed out, humming Jay-Z's on to the next one. So why is it I'm still the hardest nigga here? Run. She stood idly by, smiling as he escaped her linear gaze, utilizing a corner. Great. Now it's just her and his... The gloves coming off. Lord Jesus, I feel how real this is, and it is what I've been praying for, but please not his. (laughs) (laughs) That was wonderful. Thank you. Tell us about your inspiration. How did it come about? Um, it came about. Well, I'm basically researching um, the concept of uh, sapiosexualism, and I realized that you know much of when you're sapiosexual, it's like what heterosexual and homosexual. We tend to focus on sex. 
um, which obviously is, is a minor part of the whole psychological scheme that we described with, um, uh, or now that's activated when we enter into uh, courtship, for instance. Um, so uh, I came to this idea of uh, where you like, uh, it, this is the first part of like a series of short stories. Um, where the duality of um, those interactions, and obviously, since I'm heterosexual, that's kind of like my area. So, right. <laughs> you know, other people don't feel uh, discriminated against. Um, so I just started uh, describing this um, this story where you started with something very casual. And then it becomes more and more complex the more you get into the psychology behind the actions. Since I always in figure, um, I always envision courtship as like a seven door system, where you like, um, you know, first you like become aware of each other, mm-hmm. and then uh, you start to focus on each other, and then there's like a communication op- portal opens up, and then you kind of work your way to. Um, um, uh, stepping away from the crowd was like being uh, uh, finding solitude together, mm-hmm. uh, which then leads to you know like you st- just like kind of like deviate from group behavior into more one-on-one right. uh, special care time, um, and like there's so many beautiful psychology uh, psychological lines in there. Uh, which um, then at some point, either, uh, well, at some point they'll, they'll clash. That's a given. Um, and then there's a decision on what are we, like, you know, the what are we to each other question. And I think it's beautifully complex how that works. And especially if you figure, if you think about, um, you never get what you think you get. Um, so <laughs> I'm seeing smirks here. Uh, you never get what you think you get. So there's always this, I don't know, it's like a negotiation almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very subtle. Mm. And uh, so this uh, scene. Yeah, exactly. And this <laughs> yeah. scene kind of describes the first stage of that. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. It's very vivid. <laughs> I was following the story and I was like, ah, oh, Pastor, you just left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Story. yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of a macho guy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's wonderful. I've, I don't think I've ever heard anyone uh, speak through, you know, through this art form mm-hmm. about the psychology of attraction and, yeah. and, and, you know, building relationships and stuff. So that was interesting yeah. for me to begin with. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's, it's, it's wonderfully complex. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, like the uh, love is possibly the most um, uh, common topic in music. Um, but then I feel now we've entered into this realm where storytelling is basically the new goal, right? Because right? if you think about it, the gaming industry is, uh, I think, maybe even bigger than the movie industry, and both are uh, derived from storytelling. Mm -hmm. Then if you look at social media, social media is basically like a diary. Mm -hmm. It's a public diary. So the storytelling. So we're so uh, engulfed in storytelling, then there's so much space to uh, really lay much more, I think to uncover much more of the complexities of uh, 
inter-human relationships and especially the romantic variety of it um, that you know you just kind of it begs for uh, well I think well maybe not begs for but I think there's opening there to take all that material and put it into something that is musical uh, uh, so n not really a video or like a TV show or a movie but something that's really derived from stories but in uh, in a musical landscape right and um, kind of like opera uh, mm. I guess used to be I don't know about modern opera but I know like you know the the what I know about opera and I'm obviously not a, uh, an expert um, but it really tells this whole drama from beginning to an end mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to kind of do that um, Without being, you know, cheesy, it doesn't have to be any in the closet type uh, R. Kelly um, <laughs> oh <God>. uh, <laughs> thing, but I think uh, I think Kendrick Lamar did something. Uh, well, uh, that was just amazing with how to pimp uh, to pimp a butterfly, not how to pimp a butterfly. <laughs> um, it was it was there's so much in there that you know just to I mean read it. Because you can listen to it and it has all these elements, but if you read it, mm -hmm. you really dive into just the lyricism of it. I think it's just amazing. So that really inspires me. So it sounds like complexity really inspires you and the issues that correlate. Com yeah, I think in storytelling, I yeah. say. Because if I, if I think about which, um, let's say Netflix shows are really cool, I mean, to me, it's like... Um, um, is it How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah, uh, that one. Uh, is, is that the name? That's the name, yeah. How do you not I don't know? know. I don't have <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, you don't have... It's like saying I don't have Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All you have I'm to know. I'm from Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how to Get Away with Murder. Um, there's another uh, TV show that's um, uh, with Glenn Close. It's not on Netflix, actually, but it's um, Damages. And I mean, just the how the storylines just are just interwoven is just it's just sexy, you know. Just to see that and to kind of like figure out and learn about the characters and how they develop, and you know how they then try to screw each other over, is just it's just beautiful. So yeah, sounds like soap. It is, but and I'm still not over being bullied for not having Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to know someone who has Netflix, yeah, and then exactly. you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, just give me your phone in a minute. I'm, I'll make sure you leave here with Netflix. <laughs> so is this what you do in your spare time? Yeah, let's call it spare time. Is this how we imagine you on a couch with fuzzy socks? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I shave my legs. <laughs> okay. Eat ice cream. You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. BNJ. Okay, because I'm. I wanted to ask you, yeah, like, what's uh, what's your private life? What's your kitten that we don't see? Sorry, black star that we don't see. <gasps> <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> Can we cut that, please. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I don't really have a private life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, well. <laughs> what I mean is this. Um, I started out basically um, doing what I love. You know, started with music and uh, spoken word and whatever. So that's the basis of all my businesses and activities, etc. Um, 
so my private and business life are very intertwined like i only work with people that are really like so i mm. don't have this, this work experience right uh and this private experience just people that i that are around me that are like-minded and i just you know if the if it works out that you kind of you know get on this project together or you you know yeah, you kind of yeah. seek out the people that you really want to work with right. rather than just um 100% business relationship I seldom or yeah it rarely happens that I work with somebody purely based on business right. there's usually a reason that they're even in my hemisphere yeah right because I don't go around and like you know look for a job or something like that yeah like last the last job I had was for Elsevier I guess and um so that was the last environment that I was in that mm. had people in it that I wouldn't choose okay. yeah. to be around. And from there on out, it's just basically people like you, you know, <laughs> like this. these are people that I you know, choose to be around. What's nice. that saying? Um, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day exactly. in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you built, built your life around that. Uh, yeah, true. I've always been, and ever since, especially since the last job, I've, I remember the the, the the moment that I decided no, I can't do this anymore. It's when I um, I went to uh, I went to work, uh, came up in the elevator, and then I tried to open the door to my office, and it was incredibly difficult to open. All of a sudden, mm. like it took a lot of strength to open that door, and it was a very easy door handle. <laughs> um, so I, at that moment, I figured like. You know, I have to, I don't have the willpower to open this door, right. um, or it takes too much willpower to open this door because I know what's behind it. So I was like, "This is it." So that very, I think the very morning, I you know wrote a letter to my uh, uh, director. It's like, so about working here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I need to go. And then uh, he offered me to stay and like, do a little less work or something like that. And I, I, I took that because I didn't want to disappoint them. But then I, that, w that was really too much. All right. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but that was the last thing I, last uh, environment I experienced where I was not necessarily surrounded with people that I really want to be around. But then uh, speaking of people, what are the characteristics you value the most in people? I think the characteristic I value the most is the ability to think beyond your circumstances. Mm. I think that would have to be it. Anybody who finds himself caught by their circumstances, um, the way I see it, has not yet developed into a person who can um, basically you know, take that bird's eye view. Yeah. Uh, look around and then decide on what the following action should be. Uh, this is not a character trait, or not necessarily a character mm -hmm. trait, because you know there's uh, scientific evidence that uh, suggests that, um, let's say, financial stress literally takes away from your intelligence, mm -hmm. right? Um, so there are environmental characteristics, characteristics that may decrease your ability to do so. But uh, a lot of it comes from, you know, perseverance, um, faith, I guess, um, you know. Creativity. Creativity, basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. 
and being in touch with that. Right. Because I think we all have it, we just don't all use it. Yeah, for sure. I just heard today uh, that this is one of the questions at JetBlue Airlines. Mm-hmm. Okay. For anybody who they hire, they, this is one of the questions they get. Wh- which is what? Uh, how often do you get go out of your immediate... Um, Comfort zone. Yeah, mm. and then how often you actually like help out, which is not your responsibility directly. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I find it's really yeah, useful I, I in life that. in general. Yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah, I think that, to me, that's the... Yeah, it separates, you know, the, there, there's a beautiful analogy that T.D. Jakes used, um, one of my favorite speakers uh, of all times. Um it's about an eagle, uh, and he was explaining how eagles mate. Now, for those of you who are not up to this latest fact, <laughs> um, bring it on. Eagles Take mate basically <laughs> they fly as high as they can go. Obviously, there's a male and a female eagle. Then they um, um, uh, get entangled, um, and then they just drop. So it's a free fall, and during the free fall, they mate. Uh, and then before they hit the ground, they detach and then you know, they go to separate ways. So he was describing that and mm-hmm. he said, there's a reason that eagles don't mate with chickens. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Probably you know. more than one, but yes. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that altitude, you will not find any chicken. No, you will not. <laughs> you know, and uh, so I think that's kind of you know, this like the undercurrent uh, of life is um, you have to find your fellow eagles mm. uh, and then, let's say, energetically mate with them. You don't have to take that literally. Uh, and then beautiful things will happen. And if you keep um, <laughs> finding yourself in the company of chickens <laughs> <laughs> as an eagle, um, then obviously uh, it's time to fly time to um seek the altitude yeah. yeah basically seek that altitude that's rightfully yours wow that's intense beautiful yeah, yeah. i like that <laughs> yeah. i think that's a good good spot to end there you go <laughs> there you go it's always good to end on td jakes nice lessons from black star about eagle mating <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for our audience listening can you tell them where they can find your work what you do uh, maybe a website social media and all that sort of stuff um yeah um i am at blackstar on um on instagram uh and facebook um i'm not sure that the kids still go to facebook but i'm just (laughs) throwing it in there what's that um, and on LinkedIn, uh, also, actually, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn on the same name. And Blackstar is B-L-A-X-T-A-R. Um, and then my website or the company website, uh, Brainworks, brainworks.com. And that's uh, obviously we need to throw in something special with the spelling there as well. So it's B-R-A-E-N-Works.com. Um, and that's the business school uh, for creatives. And um um, yeah, well, on on YouTube, I'm there. You're everywhere. I'm almost everywhere. I'm like an internet whore. 
<laughs> We're gonna quote this. <laughs> yeah, that needs a that that needs a quotable yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But thank you very much for giving us your wisdom. Thank you for having me. Thank, <laughs> thank you, very you very much for speaking with us. Yeah, looking forward to uh, the podcast. And much luck and uh, best of uh, success to you, creative lot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> flying around the world and uh, uh, visiting your wisdom upon those who <laughs> are willing to hear. <laughs> Thanks Thank a you. lot. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, so, as usual, for our wonderful listeners, you know where to find us. It's www.wordappodcast.com, where you'll be able to make guest suggestions, uh, find our social media, and find any up-to-date information about our past and present guests. Thank you. Doei! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>